Welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. I actually wrote a few notes. Notes. Uh, a few notes. Uh, oh, a, a check-in with John. How is your Game of Thrones viewing coming? <laughs> wow. Um, every time, see, every time I'm asked this, <laughs> I get a little more embarrassed each time because the needle has not moved. Okay. One bit. I think I'm almost done with season one. Okay. I sort of hope that like new people ask me because when i say i'm done with season one they go oh okay but when people who have asked me before <laughs> i feel so embarrassed like yeah it really hasn't those moved. people that are like oh you started game of thrones what are you on season three now yeah yes yeah what it, then if someone goes oh the red wedding i know and then you yeah, can move on from that <laughs> like yeah I go wait what because the only reason I asked is because they they gave the final runtime of season the final season. Yeah, yeah. It's a four hundred and thirty two minutes over seven hours. Okay. So that you have now moved backwards. I think with so. Progress. I you know I can't even begin to. I work at uh, well one of the post houses that we we go to uh, does Game of Thrones and um, uh, heard that the trailer was being uh, color timed mm-hmm. and. And they're like, "Oh wow, it's it's amazing! It's amazing! It's gonna it's gonna drop soon." And then it drops. I'm like, "Oh, sh- I want to go see the trailer." Yeah. And I'm about to like navigate to the page to see the trailer, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, I can't see this trailer because it'll have spoilers." But will it? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Well, if it, I, get, I don't yeah, know if it will. I guess that's the thing. It could be one of those trailers where they're sort of telling you things from the past. Yeah, like it's one of those remember this right, exactly. and, you know and it's like a three minute trailer of spoilers right see i did i don't like it could not be right. that but it could be so i was like you know what i don't want to if i'm going to take a journey mm-hmm. you know uh through this whole slog through 80 hours of television right i don't want to like know stuff so people people assume and they should rightly assume that you know you've seen you've seen it yeah so they so you know when so-and-so did this and so-and-so died and this mm-hmm. and that and i just like oh i'm like oh yeah let me forget this but so don't let you me feel like you already kind of know though i kind of like, know some things but i think that the good thing is though even what you know now unless someone was yeah unless you watch the trailer right now where it's gonna be really fresh there's gonna be things where you're you're gonna see it going that's what they were talking about like you're gonna watch it still gonna experience for the first so, time no, totally Totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I do that. It's just like I sort of like to watch it when I like don't know. And the thing is, these these things have been uttered a long ago. I don't even remember what they right. were. So maybe it's a strategy. Like I'm holding off watching because I can uh, right. I can forget what people have told me about it. So then I'm like, oh, it's fresh. Right. Are you gonna try to? get it done before the new season starts so you can watch the new season i am not that ambitious because for me to do that and work and write it's not it's just it's game of thrones is going to become a chore and it's like i gotta watch game of thrones today or else i won't be caught up by the no i mean i don't have to watch the new season at the real time i didn't know if you were setting up a mini goal no, because geez, eighty hours—it just has to be. This has to be. Work is kicking my ass, and then it'd be like Game of Thrones is kicking my ass. So it's like <laughs> I can't somehow do you it. have to just call in sick to work. Yeah. Look, I got I got twelve hours I need to catch up on on some Game of Thrones. I guess people do that. I hear people do that. Like they call in sick to binge, and it's like, wow. There's nothing I like that much. Yeah, I, I like. There's a lot of TV I like, but nothing where I would call in sick right well yeah. I also i mean we were working at a job where we were watching shitty stuff all day so i mean kind of <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's i mean i guess priorities but calling in sick to watch something today you could watch at any time right you know you can watch this tonight yeah. i was weird i felt i never felt more millennial I, I don't know it's probably the wrong term or more of the current time than last night Ange and i watched four different shows last night we Really? We're <clears throat> we're finally catching up on Mr. Robot. We're on season three. So okay. by I mean catching up, we're watching the last season. Mm-hmm. The new season hasn't dropped yet. So we're watching we watched an episode of season three. Then we jumped to the new show Shrill, the Amy Bryant show on Hulu. It's just sort of had some buzz to it and it literally oh, just I, I saw the uh the billboard, I think, for that. Right. The other it, I mean it just dropped. And it, okay. if our thing is this on certain things, if we don't watch it right away, I'll never see it. And yeah. I'll never go back. Hey, should we go back to Ozark? Nope. We missed it. No, you can watch it whenever. <laughs> no, we missed it. 
Yeah. We literally <laughs> missed it. So we watched two episodes of uh, Shrill. Then we went to Ricky Gervais's Afterlife okay. on Netflix. And then an episode, because it just dropped as well, the new episode of Queer Eye. Like, at the end of the night, we watched everything. I've never watched that it. much. I think it was just like, when things don't have commercials, Mr. Robot's 43 minutes. And then yeah, right. Shrill's 22 minutes. Afterlife is 25 minutes. And then Queer Eye was 50 minutes. So all in all, it's like, there wasn't much. It just seems like it's like, we watched four shows. Right. But without commercials, wow. plow right through it. But I never felt more of the time. What you watch last night? Everything. We literally bounced on everything. And I think we watched two or three YouTube videos as well. Wow. You went, You guys went hard. Yeah, I'm a little exhausted today. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was a hard job. Do you think you could do that? <clears throat> because I think you, if I'm hearing you, you felt like you won. You won television. I won te- yeah. television last night. Yeah. Will we do it again? No. Oh, <laughs> it's not like, okay, now every day we need to do this. Well, I think what it was is I kind of wanted to see that Amy Bryant show just because I'd heard so much about it. And yeah. it was like 20 minutes. We could do that. And then Mr. Robot is so heavy. I mean, it's probably not Game of Thrones where you have to really pay attention, but it's just so dark and depressing where yeah. you're like, I can't watch too much of this. It's not a binge show. I'm not going to take the day off to watch Mr. <laughs> Robot. I'd just be depressed yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> you got to take the next day off. Oh, uh, that's my recovery yeah. day? <laughs> and then just do that on Thursday, Friday. All right, it's four-day weekend, everyone. <laughs> nice. The advantage of being off and not doing a pilot is I can watch four hours mm-hmm. of TV. Although that doesn't happen often because... We haven't been doing that. It just was that perfect storm of, this is fun. Right. But now it's just like, oh, now I have four things in my head I have to keep track of. True. Go back. Oh, what's going on, robot? I don't know. Get a spreadsheet going. And like, okay, he, okay, now I'm caught up. So it's different watching him as an Academy Award winning. He's good. You can see why. I mean, once again, he kind of fit the part of Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he was actually that good in it now watching mr robot i think he's better in mr robot really but i think it's two different roles yeah you know he's been doing that role for a long time so he's really in it and you know so it's yeah it is weird though because there are some times when you're like he looks a little beefier is this when he started beefing up for that like you're trying (laughs) to do the math of when he started like because i know he said like a year out was when he started doing a lot of movement and stuff so obviously he's not going to move that into Mr. Robot, where he's like all of a sudden like dressed as Freddie Mercury or something. That would be amazing. All of a sudden he's just dancing. He's like, well, this is new. It's like, yeah, hmm. not depressing anymore. Just weird. Yeah, it's just he's got the teeth yeah. in. It's really bizarre. But you know how you, you sort of, uh, it's sort of like when um, Chris Pratt started losing weight because mm-hmm. he was just more doughy. Totally. Because then all of a sudden it's like, why is he getting kind of ripped? You know? And yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, right. Marvel body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was for the longest time he was doughy and yeah. like and then he started his diet or whatever I'm like wow what 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 happened i mean hollywood yeah. but yeah. and marvel yeah marvel right we really want you but here's what you have to do yeah. oh i have to work here's a trainer his you know well um, yeah imagine killing it going this guy is the guy we want all right now um you know drop 40 pounds but gain 60 pounds of muscle yeah wait <laughs> what yeah. it's not even like lose 10 pounds it's yeah no it's it lose 30 pounds and gain 30 pounds of muscle right for the next six months you we're gonna put you on a regiment give you you know all the trainers all everything you need i remember when i think the rock I was telling you the rock was cast as hercules and they told him okay but he's gonna have to go on a diet and gain like more muscle if he wants to be Hercules the rock right so I mean, he did but it's just like wow well, which is so funny because you think about what like '80s action stars, where they were sort of like dads, yeah. other than like uh, Arnold, who was a bodybuilder right. and was the reason why he had that. But you look back now, it's like, well, he was just like a toned dad, like the the dad who sort of kept up yeah. his college routine. Totally. Now it's like there's the Marvel body. Like you see someone like even Paul Rudd, like funny man Paul Rudd takes off his shirt and he's got like a six pack. Now yeah. you're like, why do you have a Marvel <laughs> body? Someone was like, I remember it was Steve Carell. This is when he was on The Office. Mm-hmm. And he started to, it may have been for a role or something, but he started to like bulk up mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone was like, you gotta watch that because fit and muscular like is not funny. Oh. You know, and and it made sense at the time. It's like, 
I was thinking, you're right. It's not funny. I don't know. Tell that to Terry Crews. Tell yeah. that to, you know. Well, yeah. And also tell that to Chris Pratt. He was still doing yeah. that show and that dumb character. But he had a, he, I think he just worked out where he never lost sort of his size. He was like, he's like a thick guy. So like when he got the Marvel body, he had like the end up getting that thick Marvel body. Right. Where he didn't, he lost weight in his face, but he still was kind of dense. Yeah. Where there's some guys where it's like when they get lean, they get like Chris Hemsworth, where he's yeah. muscular, but he's really tiny. Right. So I kind of agree, but I wouldn't have like, Steve Carell's not going to like just take off his shirt for no, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden he'd walk, although that would be a funny joke. All of a sudden it's like, uh, I can't even think of this character's name on The Office, but like all of a sudden he comes out and his shirt's off and he's ripped. Everyone would be like, when, oh, Michael Scott. Michael Scott, yeah. It's yeah. like, when did Michael Scott get, yeah. like that would have been really fun. No, it would, it would have been. Well, it's that thing of, Sixteen nine's not comedy. Four by three is comedy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, what? When did what? I remember that was told to us when we were doing Bernie Mac. Really? Like, because we were asking, it's like, well, how come we don't? Why aren't we releasing these? I think it was going to be the first DVD. Why aren't we doing sixteen nine? Like, no, four by three is comedy. No, I movies. Yeah, like our yeah. first thing we pointed out, going comedies right. in the movies are sixteen nine. Yeah, but no, TV is four by three. Okay. So they were thinking cinematic you know that's designated for only right what they they forward-thinking people that's designated only for dramas right but when we go four by three that's comedy because yeah so like someone's gonna buy bernie mac going i've been meaning to see this i'm gonna buy the season one dvd and put it in and letterbox comes up it's like well this isn't funny (laughs) (laughs) like the jokes just don't land or something put it in four by three you push a setting Hilarious. Oh my god, this is the funniest show yeah. I'd ever seen. Now I totally get it. Not yeah. funny in 69. It is not funny in 69. But Bernie Mac was We shot 169 though. We that, protected for four by yeah. three single camera. So that's yeah, the thing. It wasn't like multicam. Yeah, Bernie Mac was just a anomaly in that it was shot so well. I mean, it looked great. Mm-hmm. And looked better than a, a a lot of TVs, if not all TV shows on television at the time. So in that sense, like I'm watching a comedy, but I'm like, I'm watching something that's just, just great to look at. Yeah. Um, it's like a, like feature comedy. Yeah, totally. And I'm just like, this is, this is, a. I was like, I had to get over the fact that this was like so gorgeous. Like, yeah. Because it's like, this is, I just want to watch the show. Like, I just want to watch the sets and the lighting. Yeah. And I mean, everything was great. Um, and uh, then the comedy was great, too. Uh, props to Victor Nelly, our yeah. DP, uh, for the first four seasons and then went out to direct. Went and then to... Patty Lee, who became the DP on season four and five. So na- natural props to some people. Nice. I, that's the only time I can do that because I worked on the show. But yeah. no, the show was down to every detail was gorgeous. Yeah. It, that show shouldn't have looked that good. I know. And props to props. You yeah, know. props to props. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always props <laughs> to props. Yeah, it, it just it was one of those shows. I mean, I was there for a second but mm-hmm. it was it's one of those things where you're like yeah someone actually had to be like no this is how i want like larry yeah this well is how- larry wilmore like yeah. major props to larry yeah. but you know setting get it those people gave larry the look that he probably was trying to right. achieve exactly which which is great you know it's like okay now i still have now it's television is amazing but like i still have faith in tv because this can happen, yeah. you know. Mind you, according to Jim, was still on the air on the same lot, same lot. So, stage above us, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was sort of your run in the mill, you know, TV show that runs for forty years or whatever. Yeah. But this was like sort of a game changer. It's like we're actually doing a cinematic version of the show that we want to do, and it's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean that show. It ran its five years. It should have maybe gone seven. But, you know, Bernie yeah. was a movie star. But it, that wasn't it. It was just sort of, that was Fox. Yeah. Screw it. Fuck them. Blame them. It was Fox. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they believed in the show for the most part. But it was kind of like, we get it's funny, but why isn't it doing well? It's like, because there's nothing else like it right now. Yeah. Now everything is like it. Right. So we were just sort of ahead of the curve. That's se. true. Like, if you would have put that show on today... Yeah, it, it fits in it, with it would, everything. It would just go on and on and on and on because it. You're right. It fits no. in. It's sort of. Oh, if you think about it, a lot of things were born out of the Bernie Mac, the no. Modern Family, all no. that. That's definitely 
uh, Bernie Mac because no. they just sort of like because just talking to showrunners and they were like Bernie Mac oh Bernie Mac that's a great show it's a great looking show I mean it's just like was different like you said nothing else was on the air like that and it that's didn't one look of like TV went. no so yeah. I think that's was the main reason probably everyone liked it. it's like oh TV can look like this yeah yeah it doesn't have to be white walls. You can have textured walls. It's it's kind of okay and build great sets. We had the best set. The set the set was like I remember finding out that the house was not like a house mm-hmm. and going, How does that I mean, even though I had I I knew that that was possible, but right. it's like No, that's a house. That's yeah. like you go through rooms, you go through the hall, yeah. you go through all of this stuff. That's gotta be a house. No, it wasn't. I mean it, it was in a way it's still a set yeah yeah but we created no no moving fourth wall as they would say like in the multi-cam like you could walk in the front door walk down the hall to the kitchen walk down the next hall to bernie's den slash confessional yeah cut through the living room to the other three bedrooms that were built we had one swing set bedroom later on for one of the kids when they got their own bedroom because that wasn't part of the set so they walk in the door and then we had a set i think it was uh Vanessa's own room when she got her own room or something. That mm-hmm. was the only time. That was the only part that was not built on our house. And that's what was so weird. You walked in, you're like, I'm in a house. Yeah, I mean, but you're right. It is It is a house. Yeah. I mean, but, but no, I know what you mean there. Yeah. Like, what, where do you guys shoot this on your off-lot days? No, we don't go off-lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, we go off-lot once in a while. That, that was just amazing to me. Now I know that's how you did it because you can have like you don't have a ceiling you, yeah. you have the lights and you can smooth things and obviously props to you know all the you know cinematography yeah. and, and, and set design it it just was like it doesn't happen unless somebody puts their foot down and says this is the way i want yeah my show you know um otherwise it could be you know white walls and just boring sort of comedy. and i think they wanted to do that i think they wanted to move around and make it feel like a house so you had to build the house because like my Obviously, the last show we were on was an own animal. But mm-hmm. when I was doing the show that shall not be named, I'll cut <laughs> out the first part of that. Yeah. Every set was a different part. Like, you know, it's like, oh, here's the living room. And then the kitchen was down the ways because it was the way that set worked. So mm. you couldn't naturally oh, walk okay. in and out of a lot of things. You couldn't follow someone upstairs to a bedroom or down the hall to the bedroom because none of the sets were built that way. But it didn't lend itself. Our show didn't need that. But that really felt like a like a show yeah. like a like a set it's like all right here's the living room all right the bedroom's down there like so where's the bedroom oh you got to go cross stage <sighs> you know yeah. i was so used to bernie like you knew the house like it was yours it's like ah, i gotta go to the kitchen all right i'll go through the living you know make a left as opposed to walking around stage where is this now right where, where, where are we going <laughs> wow yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where you know that's the magic of hollywood you know you just kind of go in and you know, I remember sneaking onto a set and it was like the, the white in, interior of the White House and just mm-hmm. kind of going down the corridors and going into the different rooms and the Modern Family set. Same thing. Um, it's like, oh, wow, I know exactly what this is. I mean, it's all kind of looks smaller right. in person, but but it is. All it is is like drywall and set deck and all that. And yeah. it's, it is basically uh, it's a set, but it's like that... that um, that building or house or whatever you're right. in. So, um, well, and I think that was the other thing where on most of the time, if it's an encompassed house, the outside looks just like you just see the thin plywood. So it feels like a set. The Bernie set, literally they built the entrance too. So like the outside of the set was the driveway, the front door and all the side windows. So it looked like a house when you entered it. It wasn't until you went to the sides when you could see the, you know, the the sausage how they say you yeah. know when you make it where you're like oh okay we're on a set that was crazy so they could literally pull up the car and walk into the house in one motion so they i mean it's just like thinking about that set it's just like how did they do that and i was i worked on it and i'm yeah. sitting there how'd they do it and it's like well that guy dave dave is the one who did it <laughs> i know yeah it's amazing people that work in industries i mean you, you go to a production meeting you go well we need to do this we need to do this and like not that they didn't have the script beforehand and, and researched it but they're like yeah so what we're going to do is this and we're going to take this you know i got a guy who you know is a monkey guy you know and he'll he'll bring him here oh does the monkey uh does he does he surf on the cars yep surfs on the cars did it before did it in this show oh okay <laughs> it's yeah. like oh there's a guy for right, every yeah exactly 
there is literally a guy for everything. So you think, how are they going to do this? And it's like, oh, I got blood capsules. I got this. I got yeah. that. And, you know, sometimes they geeking out on it because sometimes, you know, you have the executive producers that have big asks. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, this is a challenge. I'm going to, like, if you give them money, yeah. you know, I'll make it happen. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, the only other set that was that good. I don't know. Did you ever visit me on Trophy Wife? No. That was probably the second. The house? Yeah. The yeah. second best where it worked like that. There was the house, one bedroom, because the other bedrooms had to be off to the side, built so they could go outside, inside, in the backyard. And they the way they built it, they built a pool because it reflected the house they shot in the pilot. Mm-hmm. So if you're outside, it looked like there was a pool. But, you know, it's, you know, a foot deep with a little, like, stuff on it to make it look at. But it was, like, yeah. amazing. When you're inside the house, it looked like there was a pool. And when you're outside, you just made sure you didn't really shoot around it because it didn't look like a pool right that was probably like the next set that was the the thing where you're like people people need to get paid more like when you look at these sets you're like this someone really thought this house set through i mean because that was the best almost house right because they actually had to build because we were on a taller stage bernie was in a parking garage they built part of the roof so we could always pan down so it looked like we were outside like pan down from the roof into the house and it's like oh we're on a real set yeah But, I mean, ultimately, movies are just like that. It was funny. I was going to say, um, Kevin Smith right now shooting Jay and Silent Bob reboot. It's like really? commentary on reboot movies. So he's making a reboot gotcha. movie. And they they weren't able to, because he's been posting blogs or whatever. Is that what people call them? Vlogs. Video Vlogs. diaries. They're not able to go to New Jersey to shoot at the quick stop. It's like they have, they're shooting the whole thing in Louisiana because tax, tax credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's a video of him walking to the set where they rebuilt the quick stop exterior. And he, you know, he cries because he cries a lot. But he's like, I'm in film. And the whole time they're telling me they're going to build it because we can't go to New, Jer- New Jersey going, well, it's not going to look right. And he goes, I'm in the movies. I'm stupid. I know they can do yeah. it. He goes, it wasn't until I stepped out and went, oh, you guys really did it. Yeah. But this place already exists. So they literally could just take photos and even look at clerks and all the movies it's in and just go, all right, so we need a. It's literally a cinder wall, or not even cinder. It's like a cement wall with a door and a sign that says "Quick Stop." So it's really, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, in his head. Weren't. But you know, like in, if you shot something somewhere and you're like, "Well, you're never going to be able to do what the original is," and there's some guy with a plywood and a hammer. Here you go, and you're like, "I'm an idiot." It's movies. You guys can make whatever. <laughs> I mean, I literally saw Captain Marvel. They're like, wonder how they shot in space. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. I know they yeah. just all blue screen, but you know, it's like I think I in your head, probably even if like when you're writing or something, going, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah, you can, you can do it. Really love to shoot in New Orleans. Well, actually, I don't really need New Orleans. I just need a stock shot of New Orleans and a house. Oh, yeah. I'm in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> can you imagine going to New Orleans, shooting that quote unquote stock shot, and then shooting interiors the whole time? You're going. <laughs> We didn't really need to come here for that. We could have sent a second unit out to yeah. shoot the stock shot, then interiors here, done. Yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all it is. It takes like one outside shot. Oh, we're here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, like Marvel does it really well. Like Ant-Man takes place in San Francisco and they shot one day in San Francisco. <laughs> one day? They shot one day. Not I mean, even they, like- did, they did a second unit of like stock. Yeah. And then they did one day. I think it was just them walking the streets. That's crazy. And the whole time you're watching the movie going, San Francisco. Now Atlanta. Yeah. That's Tyler Perry in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he just shot 27 films. <laughs> Medea walking around. Oh, Medea's got to be in a Marvel movie somehow. Just, I think you have to. It's just because of Georgia. It's like under his contract. Yeah, exactly. He just made it a state law. <laughs> he if t- you shoot a film here. Yeah. I have to be in it. He takes like the Stanley role. Like, yeah. it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for his cameo yeah. to show up. Exactly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's like, how do those movies still making money? It's a lot of money. People, are, I talk to people, they are waiting for this, you know. The, well, Funeral came out, right? Yeah, it came out. Uh, right. Did well. So, well, back before that came yeah, out, yeah. they were like, yeah, I can't wait till that movie comes out. I'm like, really? You know it's the same movie, yeah. right? There's nothing new with, I, once again, nothing new in the Marvel films. They're just telling the same story with a different character. Yeah. So there's not, it's not like trying to slight that. But it's like, is he is he going to play 27 characters? Yes. 
And, right. but, but that's what people show up for, you know, TV. They show up every week to see their, you know, favorite characters, you know. Um, that's kind of what it's about. I mean, I know we're talking about, like, sets and um, 69 being cinematic no. and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, you watch this show because you want to watch Bernie yell at the kids, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it played exactly the same 69 and 4 by 3 Because, yeah. I mean... We delivered four by three. We had to watch it four by three, and then I've seen it sixty nine because we we finished in sixty nine as always, mm-hmm. and then made a four by three master. It played exactly the same. I, we all had our you know we like sixty nine because it looked so good. It yeah. made our show look bigger than it was. Yeah, and so I mean, but yeah, Bernie's jokes played exactly the same <laughs> in both formats. I keep hoping they're going to go back, but I don't know how. I mean, can you? I know you can up res to four K, but I mean, we shot. I, mean, I guess we could do a 2K. I mean, we shot on tape. Right. You know, I don't but know how much we could do. I mean, we're already on, in HD, so. So you shot on SR, right? Did no, no, no. Oh, HD you... cam. Oh, okay. It was before SR. Okay. Well, I mean. Or it might around the same time, but we, we shot on, um, what do we use? The Sony 900 mm-hmm. and shot the HD cam, okay. which seems so weird. That show seems so high tech. But we shot on H- tape. For HD cam. I mean, HD cam is still, I think, the same tape. Right. Uh, it's just SR has more audio. And the color spaces, they get a DP. Oh, right. You like, can go 4-4. Four, four, yeah, it's like, four. oh, we love the color space. Yeah. Okay. Right, you can go 4-4-4. Four, 4-4-4-4. Four, four. Four, 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 four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how, like, that show on HD cam. I remember taking, shooting on HD cam and taking the tapes, like, from a multicam, taking them like after the show was shot on show nights and taking them to the post house and in my car on the way, I'm like, I could literally just toss these tapes. Yeah. And I could drive somewhere. I have the show right here yeah. in my hands and there's no backup. There's no nothing. Yeah. You know? And that was the weird, cause I, I did that on uh, Ellen, the sitcom, but we shot film. And at the yeah. end of the night, they gave the lowest paid person in the worst car, me, the film. Here's our $2 million night, as they always said, because of like the insurance cost. And, sure. you know, like, here you go. Here's your 10 cans of film. Go take this to the, uh, the house. Shouldn't yeah. someone else be doing yeah. this? <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, what car did I have at that point? I don't remember. I, I had already lost the butt. I might, I might have had my 1981 Accord oh, wow. or Civic or something yeah. like that. It barely ran. Like, it just, it ran enough. Right. And literally, I just remember sitting the film on the thing driving, and it's kind of moving around because it's filming cans. And I'd drop it off at, you know, where was I taking it? Uh, Technicolor. Oh, no, Complete Post. Um, yeah. But dropping off to one, I shouldn't be doing this. It's like, yes, I get it. It's a run, and I'm a PA, and that's my job. But, I mean, this is pretty important. You should have someone who's insured. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, know. I don't think my car insurance is going to cover your million-dollar film. I know. Just that. I mean, yes, you can carry the lunches the well, whatever you know polaroid film for the wardrobe wardrobe and you know whatever a wardrobe for wardrobe whatever yeah, yeah. you know the film this is what you guys just yeah. shot you know i mean it's different now because like even if like everything being digital now it's like they put everything on a master drive on set right then give you a backup drive to take, and then you can back it up from there. But if for some reason something happens to the PA or something happens to the drive, it's on set. Right. Something happened to you with those tapes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. Like, you, you know, have to reshoot and redo everything. Like, somehow, what if something spilled on it and you didn't realize it was in your car? You're like, oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Someone crashes into your car. And I'm sitting there, I, literally with film, too. And that was even more fragile. At least with your tape, you could drop the tape. I dropped one. Yeah. You know, you're carrying like five in one slip. You're like, that's eh, fine. It's in a case. Right. You drop open that can, opens up. <laughs> that's it. Did, was it you told me there was like a PA who had film from the set and he was like driving it to the uh, lab or something. And he may have stopped on the way or put it like back of his car, but it was like maybe a hundred yeah. that day. Got to the place, opened up his trunk. And it like it's so hot, it sort of like melted some of the film or something. And that was, no, that wasn't the one. I mean, I there was had, had been a story of like someone who'd put it on the, their roof of their car while loading a bunch of other stuff. Got in the car and one can rolled off and opened, uh, and they lost a can of film. But oh, they were okay. able to figure out 
what it was and they but they had to add i think it was a music video shoot okay. and they had to then recreate one day but i get it you know it's like here do all this stuff it's like shouldn't transport be taken film? yeah but at least with that with the hot film you could just be like here you go just like blow it off right did you make any stops nope yeah nope <laughs> i don't know what happened I, I had to get gas so that's fine I mean, I wasn't ready, you know, and wow, yeah, um, and <laughs> they're taking the cans, like hot, hot, yeah. hot. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Should be me. Um, <laughs> Trans- Transpo takes it now, um, and then sometimes, um, I think it just sort of depends on like a line producer wanting to save money, you know, right. and they go, yeah, I'm the post PA, just yeah. take it instead of. No, we're going to pay, I mean, you got to pay Teamster rates, but yeah. you're going to pay the, you know, a transport person to drive it. Yeah. You know, and even the transport person, even though that that's what they do, drive stuff um, and drive very expensive stuff, it's like that person has nothing to do with, like, no ties to really the production. So they're just taking something and they don't really know. They're like, I know I have to take it here. But is there any special instructions that don't get to him yeah. or her? Then... You but know. there's like something added, like insurance. This is what they do. They drop yeah. things off. They know how to like, I know how to tie stuff down. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I'm gonna put this in the truck. Totally. Make it down. Our insurance. It's like this weird global insurance almost. Like the you know driver's insured if something happens. It's insured through the company. Like it's just some PA. You know. Yeah. Which is yeah, regular right. car insurance. It can't cover a million dollars. What was in your car? Like try to explain that to them. Look, I lost a million dollars, and they're looking at your car. Well, no. See the film. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> you can't write that off, right? Yeah, it's 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 really crazy how you know how much you give the PA. I mean, yeah. I know I was doing a show that you know had like was built on a lie and built on a secret, and that was sort of the main thrust of the show. And I had to go pick up one of the uh, relatives of the people in the show who didn't know what who didn't know what the show was about. Yeah, and um, so I had to pick him up from the airport, and I. Remember it being at least a two-hour drive because it was somewhere way he had. I don't know why he flew into like San Diego. I don't know. It was I saved ten dollars. It's like, oh man, <laughs> it's just weird. So I picked him up. Now that I think about it, why did he not fly into anyway? Yeah, um, <laughs> getting mad now. Start exactly. making some calls. Exactly. You remember back? Why did dude? Like, who's this again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he. I could the whole time we talked and you know um, there's actually an experience experience that he had on the flight you know he said that um, this is neither here nor there but he he said that it was a storm lightning struck the plane it struck one of the wings the wing broke off and so the pilot landed the plane with just one wing oh and I was like one wing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I looked out and the wing just came off. And I, I thought I was going to die, but somehow he landed the plane with one wing. I'm like, how do you do that? I don't think you can. I, I know. So I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, is this maybe story t- true? Maybe part of the wing. Like, I can yeah. see, like, the tip. Like, oh, part of it, like, yeah. came off and you just sort of have to. Right. Now, I feel like if one wing comes out, you're just spinning. Right. That's what I was thinking. And I was thinking it was one wing. Right. And he may have. He may have been talking about just sort of a piece that, you know, where the counterbalance or whatever yeah. could still happen. But, of course, in my mind, I totally went, oh, the whole wing went off. So like, so maybe it wasn't that, was, now that I'm talking wait, to you. But, was Denzel the pilot? Yeah. Was he drinking? Was he able to Comes land it? <laughs> He's the style? only person that could ever land a plane in the whole world. <laughs> Actually, many people simulated top pilots. Yeah. They couldn't do it either. Yeah. The whole way, you know, in my head was I could tell him. I could totally ruin this show yeah. and tell him. Right. And he would tell his brother, and it's done. Yeah. This whole thing is done. I'm a PA, one of the PAs on this show, because this show was had at least 15 PAs. Mm-hmm. I was just one of them. I could, I'm entrusted with this guy with the knowledge. Yes, I did sign an NDA, yeah. of course. But... I didn't know anything about NDA. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll sign it. I didn't know what that well, meant. Well, and two, like you're driving, it's two hours, you're not thinking about it. So this thing, I'm going, oh, yeah, you're, you know, this thing. Oh. Yeah. That's one of those things where they should have sent a car with a window. 
like a driver doesn't know any or just send a driver who has no idea hey you're the driver you're picking up jones and you're taking him here great yeah what's this for you don't have to know yeah great yeah why that's in the dry it's just so stupid like the whole thing with the white um choose me because it's not like the guy's gonna go hey so what's going on in your life and i'm gonna be like hey so what no he's gonna be like i'm here I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. What's the lowdown? And who are you? Yeah. What's the look? <laughs> He's trying to get information out yeah. of me the whole time. It's not like we're just not yeah. talking. No. So he's trying to say, yeah, man, I don't know my brother. and I don't know what's going on here. What? What is it? What's it? What is this? Can you tell me? You can tell me. And I'm just like, I, you know, I don't. Do you like third face? I have it's their like, cassette. Yeah, here, it's, it's, <laughs> Gas it's, face, right? It's a huge hit. You know, I, I wish I had that. <laughs> Pete Nice is a genius. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, he is. And he goes, waxes like poetical on Pete Nice for 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, all right. Like he knows everything. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Do you understand when he was born? Wait, what? <laughs> Why do you know this much about third base? It's crazy. My name is Elon Musk. <laughs> I love third base. <laughs> All right. So we have 20 minutes before John has to hit uh, some play. Uh, the Nat King Cole musical for yeah. a oh, second time. I can't wait. We might still be in the Nat King Cole musical. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we are. I am. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch John an idea and I need him to tell me how he would get it done. All right. All right. So Corey Feldman, our favorite. Love it. Calls you up and wants you to write and direct the White Shadow reboot. Okay. Starring Corey as the teacher. Mm-hmm. But the spin is he teaches inner city kids how to dance. Go. Wow. Um, still called White Shadow, though. Still called White Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after I stopped laughing for like an hour. Wait, is this Corey on the phone? Fo- Corey Feldman on the phone? <laughs> First of all, how'd you get my number? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it still has to be called White. Just, just the title <laughs> now. Thinking, really? Yeah, White Shadow. That's the that's the hill he's going to die on. Yeah, is I, I'm keeping the White Shadow. I need the name recognition, <laughs> but I need to teach inner uh, inner city kids how to dance. Wow, White Shadow. That might be my new nickname for Trump. <laughs> white Shadow. I would you, when you say how would you get it done, you mean like who would like I what cast? what would you do? Not even casting because you already have Corey. Who yeah. cares about anyone? I else? mean, everyone comes aboard once how you do, have. Then Corey. how do you take that to the studio to go? All right, I have, I have the solution because right now, I mean, White Shadow is about a coach. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Yeah, teaching basketball and life lessons. So in this one, Corey is a dance coach. Yes. Um He's the only one that can teach these kids. <laughs> I guess I would sort of like, you'd probably have to go. And he's Corey Feldman. I'm throwing that in the mix. And he's, he's playing, he's playing himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm just going to keep making it worse. <laughs> no, no. He doesn't have to be himself. Um, well, I mean. Because then that just opens a whole weird can of self-aware worms. Like, yeah. are you playing a version of yourself? Are you playing yourself you know the way vanderbeek was in the apartment yeah which he was genius in. yeah i mean I, I would probably in order to really pull this off i would probably i would set it in chicago and i would um because of what's going on but i would like i probably would have to have him be first of all it is not realistic at all but i would have to have him be um uh cory feldman okay because i'd have to have like there be some sort of cachet to this character where people can listen to him, mm-hmm. you know. And if he's just like playing Corey Williams right. somewhere, you know, some coach or dance right. coach or whatever, it's going to be like, yeah, I don't think you know he would yeah. survive. But yeah. like, just sort of the Corey Feldman, you know, you have some Goonies, Stand by Me, uh, Lost Boys fans. But then, yeah, I guess too, because then the whole time is like none of these kids know who he is. That's and that and see, that's the thing. Like, you, what I would have is like maybe some sort of older people in the because they have to deal with gangs, right? Some older, <laughs> older people in the gangs who are like, oh my god, this is Corey Feldman. <laughs> sure, you can come in and present whatever you have. 
<laughs> and so what he would have to do is just beating out the story like this sort of happens across the the nation you know as far as inner cities and there's a lot of times like people get into trouble because they're like yeah we have no after school programs we yeah. have no uh, outlet like after school like we just are on the streets yeah this is why things are happening so he probably will have to like see that you know somewhere you know how you always like yeah. he's somewhere else and he's like oh my god i can't believe these yeah. kids don't have after school let yeah. me go to chicago and make that happen so he goes but but doesn't he have to have a reason to stay there though because i mean once you go there and he starts doing it does he do it for the love or is this one of those like court mandated oh because it's that thing of, like, like he, he, he like why would he give everything up to go do this like um, is he forced to do it or is this like literally that touches his heart i think it touches his heart because i think while while he's looking at you know, sort of his new story on mm-hmm. TV about you know the kids saying we don't have an after school program. He's he's dancing like he's doing his like he's doing his dance and he's like, oh my god, I gotta bring dance to the inner city. <laughs> Terrible, but like he does and like he goes there and like you know he's met with a lot of opposition, of course. Okay. Um, but you know I, I gotta think like I gotta put somebody like Kevin Hart in there to like really sort of be like the the principal is he the principal of the school i would love for him to be the principal i mean like the principal and he's like the same size as the kids yeah um what's your (laughs) name little kid god damn it i'm the principal (laughs) like like he repeats like he he keeps calling (laughs) you know i guess it could it's not and i don't want it to be it's not in a school i wouldn't put it in a school but in like a some sort of rec center or something okay. like he's like the the guy who goes out and sort of recruits kids to you know right. um participate in dance in his after school program right um to to get them off of you know um off of the streets okay and um uh there's gotta be one it's gonna be one kid you know who's just maybe like pisses him off because mm-hmm. he's so much better than Corey. right and so he uses that kid to like enlist other kids in the dance because I mean people aren't going to want to dance you know right. dancing in the inner city you know I don't I mean, imagine breaking I'm imagine I am imagining <laughs> though like a mass like street dance number with the gangs and the quarry like <laughs> the way. they have to save the rec center like everything always happened you always have to save something yeah if you're going eighty yeah out. yeah it's 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 the funding has has dropped out. You know, um, we we get we have to get our donors interested in sponsoring the dance program in order to bring it back. Right. All the money's going to the Obama library. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, no, that's already. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. It's it's not. It's just not story happening. point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would put it in the rec center. I would have probably some of the kids mandated to go to, to go there. You okay. know, because they're not kind of voluntarily go if they're going to voluntarily go like if you put like something like a basketball or like video games or something like that like they'll be into it yeah like kids will be into it but like hey dance it's like you know in a stereotype maybe some of the girls would but like yeah the guys like who are on the streets aren't going to be like yeah i'm gonna go dance you know i'm gonna go dance after school right for an hour so you know he probably goes to the school there's like a pep rally or something and you know, some kid is out there dancing or something while waiting for this stuff to happen. Yeah. And, you know, and there's, he sees that kid and he's like, you know, all right, maybe I can get this kid to, like, really um, get other kids into it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want a cheesy number of him. Like, you know, the kid's out there dancing uh, on in the gym and then, like, Corey goes out there and dances with him and then they have a little number. It's like, no. It's like, <laughs> no. But do you do – you- keep it grounded or do you just give in to the fact that Corey Feldman's teaching dance in the inner city and um, you can just break into a dance number I mean my my natural instinct is to keep it to keep everything grounded right I say that but then everything turns out to be not um yeah. in the beginning I, I would write it out like you keep it grounded but I just don't know how you can keep this grounded I think it would be still interesting but fun if 
it weren't. And it was just like, you know, you had some of these guys in, in the, in the inner city who just love dance. And yeah. like Corey Feldman is, if he's going to do it, he's going to have to be this amazing dancer. Right. So, I mean, he is. So, he, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, yes, he's going to be what he is. Which he, is you're, <laughs> you're getting the talent all rolled into one. So once, once they see him, you know, at maybe like a school, it just dance mm-hmm. and everyone is transfixed and just like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, and of course there's, if they have the budget, there's dance, is a dance class at the school or yeah. something he, where he can recruit people. Um, it's just a hard movie to make um, because 12 episode limited series. <sighs> I don't know if I can sustain. I can sustain for a mo- like for a movie that's like not grounded. Eight episodes, thirty minutes, twenty-two minutes each. Eight episodes. You know what he could do? He could go to um, a rap battle. They could have a rap battle somewhere. Of course, not. Not he's not rapping, but he like he dances there. You know, and maybe there's another person who dances there as well, and like that sort of culture can turn into something it's sort of like a break in where there's okay. like rap and break dance and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, cause he could do it all. He can break dance. He go, he comes in with a, uh, this, this pitch is all over the place. He comes in with a, a cardboard and he starts doing the wind, <laughs> starts doing the windmill. That would be amazing. You're, and that's the opening with the credits. Yeah. <laughs> He's just windmilling just while the credits for are like, <laughs> Three minutes straight. White shadow. <laughs> he's just he's just like and you can tell like his the way the angles shot you can tell it's not Corey Feldman. <laughs> it's like six two or yeah. something. You're like something <laughs> seems <laughs> off with it's like buff guy. It's just like his marble body. Yeah. And just people are just transfixed. Like he just goes What what I would probably do is make it a comedy and just make mm-hmm. it so that he can sort of go into these neighborhoods somehow and right. just bring dance right. to the neighborhood. You know, it's sort of a commentary on like, you know, the white shadow going into the the, the hood and, How and about making a docu series called The White Shadow where Corey Feldman actually does that. You follow him going to different See now, now I like that better. Okay. Um he actually goes in there and it just like the looks and stuff and like the sort of audacity mm-hmm. of the audacity of Corey Feldman. Ooh. And then he goes, he white goes, shadow of the audacity. Yeah. Of <laughs> he just killed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that has so many implications. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can make that movie now. Yeah. Um, he just comes in with his angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That is probably a genius stroke right there. Bringing the angels okay. somehow to legitimize, you know, him as a transformative public uh, entertainer, right? Um, sort of get them to go out and do sort of like recon, and like he's back at the studio, at the dance studio, working on his moves because he's always trying to. Improve. And we cut every two minutes to him dancing. Yeah, just always, just cutting, even for no reason. We're in a dialogue scene, cut to him dancing. Yeah, and then just back to the dialogue scene. So they go in, and maybe they go out, you know, um, sort of like remember the guardian angels. Yeah, yeah. they sort of go out as. <laughs> He's like your guardian angels. They're like, ah. but they go into actual wings, nice. shift wings. We can save you with dance. Yeah, exactly. And Corey just floats in. Yeah, yeah. I sort of either he floats in like he has some sort of limo that he like pulls up, like the limo pulls up into, and everybody's like, "What is that?" You know, and he comes out. It could be like a, a some reason a Maybach, you know, and he comes out. Of like, course. He's like, you know, he sort of chooses his dance. He's like, I'm getting a dance team going, you know. <laughs> and so what they could do, what he could do is like have like a, you know, how they have those national dance competitions. And so he could like be trying to get his team and going in the hood and just he's seen some like some talent from yeah. uh, Instagram, you know, so that we have some Instagram. Yeah. So he's been. He's been uh, perusing the Instagram dance accounts, Uh-oh. and he's like, this neighborhood has a lot of contenders. There's so a lot of tags. Like, someone tagged a neighborhood right. in the hashtag, you know. Totally. So, he's dance like. Dance town. Yeah. So, he's like, I'm going to go. 
<laughs> going to dance town. <laughs> so I'm going to dance town, and I'm going to, you know, I've I heard that they don't have a team. So with my expertise, right. my training, I can get these guys to <laughs> get these guys up some stuff, right. and uh, we can we can compete. Right. You know, and um, I I also want him to have like a rival. Like he had a team mm-hmm. at one time, but they all disbanded. Right. Um, because he was like too much of a hard ass. Okay. And so he wants to make it right. And he has a rival. Um a rival who, you know, has his own team. So he wants to like Kevin Hart. Kevin yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> so he wants to beat him. You're right. And so he goes into this neighborhood because he's like somebody tipped him off of these at Instagram this Instagram account of right. these people who these sort of dancers who don't really have a team, but they also don't want to be associated with like the streets. Right. So at, after school, like they meet in like maybe an abandoned building or something where they like dance, right. you know, um, but they really don't do anything else but that. And that's their outlet. And he's like, well, I can take them to, you know, the nationals, yeah. you know, and I can beat so-and-so, you know, yeah. maybe like a karate kid esque type thing. And, you know, he's always that one kid, that one good kid who's really talented. Maybe a little troubled, but, like, really talented. That the shy goes, kid. Yeah, that he no. goes in and says, you know what, you're really good. You know, you really should, you know, think about this. Well, I don't know, I don't know. And so Corey sort of brings it out of him by the kid just seeing him just go off, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they enlist more, more and more kids in the troop and, and start something. And maybe do, like, a local competition at first and then mm. there's fights and stuff like that but then they learn through like dance right. and you know he gets him into somehow he gets him into the uh the national dance competition you know just a la cory feldman driving to sundance with his film right like it doesn't work like that he just goes to the dance competition and says, okay we're here to sign up and they're right. like who who are you you can't just come in here and sign up no, we, we were here. You and know, he goes white shadow. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And you're just like, did he get in? Did he not get in? I don't know what happened. I, I'm. Is there a sequel directed by Edgar Wright? <laughs> it would look amazing. It would. Camera work is out of off editing the charts. Top notch. Yeah. You're just gonna be like, I didn't believe white shadow could happen, but after seeing Edgar Wright's <laughs> white shadow, white shadow. With- <laughs> all right well john's got to get to a play uh i think we reconned white shadow reboot um I'm, I'm excited to see it i i can't wait for edgar wright's white shadow reboot <laughs> i'm gonna just start tweeting him now he should do it but i don't know if i'll use hashtag white shadow seems a little yeah get maybe work on that <laughs> The audacity, of course, Feldman, I think is a little better <laughs> all right uh follow us on everything listen to us on whatever this has been post-apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.